0: Hello, this message is from Live Church Leeds. We hope it encourages and helps you. Good morning, church. How are you? I hope you're good. We're in the presence of God, and we've worshipped, and we've prayed, and we've gathered, and the atmosphere of faith is being lifted, and now we're about to open the Word of God, and there's nothing more powerful than the Word of God. Some of your worlds are filled with people's opinion and that has become the most powerful voice in your world. And right now, some of you are in confusion because people are telling you you should do a certain thing and do it a certain way and you've lost that perspective of where God's voice fits and where other voices fit. And every time we go to the Word, it brings clarity where there's been confusion And it brings light where there's been darkness. That's why what we're doing now is powerful. That's why what we're doing now is not a chance to sit down and go on Instagram. What we're doing now is not a chance for you to kind of kick back and wait for more worship. What we're doing now is you opening your heart saying, God, I need your voice. I need clarity. I need your word. I need direction. I need perspective. And so we're in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's here. It doesn't get any better than that, people. He's here. He's right here. He's not distant. He's right here. And he's speaking. And he's moving. Sometimes you can be in a service and some people, they grab a hold of everything there is for them to grab a hold of. And others leave the same way they came in. Be the person that grabs a hold of everything God has for you. So God, we stand in your presence. God, if the Queen of England walked in this room, then etiquette would tell us to stand and show honor but the truth is that we are in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and God we are so familiar sometimes with the awesomeness of who you are so God I pray right now we would shift our perspective we would lean in and listen we would put your voice above everybody else's voice and God we would give you permission to challenge us and to change us for the goal God has to be less of me and more of you in Jesus name amen and amen you may take your seats well it's been a little while since I was with you church and uh, I love that we're now in our new home how cool is that And yeah, you are officially spoiled brats. Let me just tell you, you are now an 11 o'clock service. What is that even about? Now you have coffee and you have time to come to church and you have a car park outside. I mean, like you've gone from rolling in and rolling out at terrible times in the morning, setting up and tearing down to coming to your home and being in your nice building. So turn to someone and say, we're a little spoiled now. A little spoiled now. We're a little spoiled. Okay, but it's nothing greater than thrilling for me as a mum in the house to see our church grow in all of its locations and so it's a thrill for me to be here this morning. And I really just want to share something with you that is so simple. But how many of you know sometimes it's the simple stuff we skip over? Sometimes we actually like it when a preacher gets up and preaches something really confusing because at least we can leave the service and not have to change. Because we're like, well, I don't really know what that was all about. But I'm sure it was awesome. But when the preacher stuff simple, it means you have to change. You, you you know what they said. You know what the Bible said. And now you have to make a decision. Do I say that? Don't I say that? Do I do that? Don't I do that? And so when we simplify what could be complicated, we all have a option to either buy in or step out. This morning you will have an option to buy in and say, yeah, I'm going to do that. Or to say, no, I'm not going to do that. But you're not going to leave going, I'm not really sure what to do. That's why Jesus taught in a simple way. Jesus broke things down to such a simplistic concept. He spoke to farmers because he understood farming. He spoke to people in the town about food. He spoke to them about the way that they lived their life. He spoke to them about the way that they navigated their land. He spoke to fishermen about fishing. Why? Because he didn't want anybody to walk away not knowing what he was saying. And this morning, we want you to have clarity where you need it and make some choices that are going to give you a better way to do the rest of this year and into next year. And so I want to talk about something that you all have the power of. Turn to the person next to you and say, that includes you. Includes you. The power of what I want to talk about is something you all have. And maybe you have forgotten it, and I'm here to remind you You today. And the title of this message this morning that I want to uh, put into your life is called The Power of the Past. The Power of the Past. You can tell I live in a home where we are half American because this is the only ball I could find in our house was an American football. Maybe in your house it would be a soccer ball, an actual English football. Maybe it would be a rugby ball. But the point is that All of you that watch sport, and I am not no sports expert, so don't quote me on anything, but I do know enough to know that oftentimes in life, our focus is on the one thing that we think is going to put the ball in the net. We can live our whole life waiting for the goal moment. We can live our whole life waiting for the slam dunk moment. We can wait our whole life waiting for the touchdown moment. We can live our whole life waiting for the match point moment. And the truth is that those moments may happen. Those moments are in all of our future. Those end goals that we have set our sights on are where we're heading. But if that is all we see and if that is all we feel, focus on we lose the power and the beauty and the everyday miracle that is in the past because how many of you know in order for someone to score a goal someone else has to pass a ball And it might not be one person, it might be three, four, five different people that have to have the power of the pass for the goal to happen. There has to be many hands that touch this ball for a touchdown to happen. And all of those places that touch the ball in between the actual touchdown moment are just as powerful, if not more powerful, than the actual goal-scoring moment because it is those moments that made that moment possible. And so there is power in the past. There is power in taking what is in your life every day and understanding. It might not be my defining moment, but it is a moment where I have power in the past. Some of you are fixated on the job that you have got your eyes set on. Some of you are focused on the promotion that you want. Some of you are all consumed by the thing you want to see happen in your family or in your marriage or in your workplace. And while you're all consumed in it, you are missing opportunities left, right, and center to have a pass in your hands. Our job is to live with our eyes wide open and not be so blinkered and so narrow-minded that we only feel happy or we only feel we made it or we only feel it's worth celebrating when we have that defining moment. No, there's a celebration every day. Because every day there is the power of the past of your life. And Jesus understood this. And Jesus modeled this. And if Jesus modeled it, it's because we're supposed to follow his model. Jesus lived a life that had power in the past. Jesus, when he came through, when he was in your neighborhood, you knew that he was there. He had a life that gave no matter what. He had words that encouraged no matter what. He had a presence that changed atmospheres no matter what. He was deliberate with his life, although his life was on a collision course with the most painful and yet the most world-changing appointment called the cross. Though his life had an end slam dunk moment, Though his three years of public ministry had a place where he had to go and say that this is the final, it is finished moment of my ministry. Though there was a goal, touchdown moment, Jesus didn't live like a hermit saying, I'm just going to hold on until that moment. I'm reserving all my power until that moment. I'm reserving all my energy until that moment. I'm saving my words Until that moment, Jesus knew that moment was coming, but he also knew on the way to the gold scar of all gold scars, I have a life that has passing power. And so many more were touched by his passing power that he chose to live that way. Jesus could have chosen to live a different way. He could have said, well, my assignment is the cross. But his mission was every day amongst all the people that his life would encounter. He had lived with the power of the past. I could tell you many stories where Jesus did this. I could take you to the story of the woman at the well. I could take you to the story of the mother whose son was in a coffin and he passed near her and he raised the boy back to life. I could take you to all different stories where Jesus modeled the power of the past. But I want to take you to the story of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, that story about the short guy that couldn't see Jesus, so he climbed a tree. That story about the guy that was on the outside of his community. And so he climbed up in where people wouldn't see him. And Jesus was in the neighborhood. And because Jesus was in the neighborhood, there was some passing power that was going to happen. And in Luke 19, this story unfolds, and I want to show you three principles of a life that lives with passing power and ask you, have you got the same power operating in your life? And today, maybe the awareness of the gift of your life needs to revisit you so that you live differently. In Luke 19, the story of Zacchaeus unfolds, and it says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. I'm going to stop right there. The first thing I want to remind you all of is that you are all passing through somewhere. Jesus was in Jericho because Jericho was on the way to Jerusalem, which was where he was going to hang on a cross. So Jesus had the weight of the cross in his mind, and yet he found himself going through Jericho to get to Jerusalem. But Jesus didn't pass by Jericho. He didn't pass by Jericho and say, I'm skipping by this town to get to Jerusalem. Jesus passed through. And there's a difference between passing by and passing through. You know, all of our lives are passing through something. Do you know that? We're called to be planted. Maybe you have lived in Leeds all your life. But while you've lived in Leeds, you have passed through many places. How many passed through school? If you are 30 plus years in here and still showing up at primary school, something is wrong. Something is wrong because you should have passed through there. Some of you passed through university or you are passing through university. You're not going to be there for the next 20 years of your life. But for the season of your course, you are passing through those university corridors. Some of you have passed through an area in business. And now you've moved into another area. I have moved house four times since I have been married. And so for four different occasions, I have passed through four different neighborhoods. I've lived with a different neighbor. I've walked on different streets. I've been part of a different school community. Four different times I have passed through. And I'm asking you, in the areas of your life right now, whether it's your workplace, whether it's with your colleagues, whether it's in a school district, whether it's in a neighborhood, whether it's in a university, are you aware that as you are passing through, there is something for you to do? Or are you so aware that I just want to get this degree that you are missing the passing power of your life? I was at Leicester University for three years. And though that was not my end destination, I passed through that university. And when I passed through that university, I had a decision to make. I'm either going to come and get a degree or I'm going to come and give everything I can to pass as much shaven head, chick that slept with a lot of guys in the house at university, that girl that you live with, it's me, the anti-God girl. I got saved. and I'm a youth pastor down in Devon. I just wanted to let you know. I just wanted to let you know when you passed through my life you left something and I couldn't ignore what you left and in my darkest moments that's what I turned to your life has passing power Jesus is simply passing through Jericho but he is not gonna pass through without first of all doing the next thing which is passing something over you all have something to pass over Some of you are like, well, I don't. I'm not good with words. You know, I'm I'm not good at sharing Jesus. I'm not very comfortable in that kind of setting. You know what? The enemy is a liar. And he would love you to believe what I just said. But it is not true. You have the spirit of the living God inside of you. You have he that is greater than the world inside of you. You have light inside of you. Your life has passing power don't let a negative response shut you down. Don't let doubt or fear shut you down. I tell you, when you are passionate about something, you realize, I've got to pass this on. Some of you are more passionate about sales that you've discovered in Leeds City Center than you are about Jesus. You're emailing it, and you're insta it, and you're telling people where the bargains are, and yet we forget to pick up the flyers for the Christmas Spectacular. No, we have passing power. There's no temporary mindset when you live this way. Everywhere you go, you're going to pass through on purpose. How many of you, when you were younger, played pass the parcel? You understand the concept, right? The idea is that this gift, there might be an end gift, but all the way to the end gift, there are layers. And every layer is a gift, And when you were younger, pass the parcel would be your favorite game because you understood that even if you didn't get the main prize, you were going to get a prize. There was going to be something in the layers. Your life is like this parcel. Your life has passing power. There's no point you sitting with this gift in your life. The idea is you pass the gift of your life on. There is wisdom in your life. There is kindness in your life. There is encouragement in your life. And it's supposed to be passed along. It has passing power. Now, the way pass the parcel works is that you would go to the party and you would all sit down. And then the music would start, right? And when the music starts, that's cue to pass the parcel. You know what I think our lives are like sometimes? I think God is the DJ. I think the Holy Spirit knows how to throw down some tunes. And I think God is the DJ and he always has a great playlist. And the idea is that we tune in to the Spirit of God. And when we tune into the Spirit of God, He'll say, here's the place for you to stop. Let this person take a layer off. Stop by the water cooler and have the conversation. Stop in the parking lot and say hello to that person. Stop in the team meeting and say, are you okay to that person? Go over there and ask that person, can I pray for you? If we follow, the Bible says, keep in step with the Spirit. If we follow the Spirit, Like the DJ, if we get our groove on to God's groove, we'll understand how best to pass the parcel. So you want to play? All right, let's play. Start the music. Now you have to pass this, not hand by hand, you have to pass this back, forward, sideways, and if it ends on you, you get to take a layer off. Let's go. Further back, further back. Go, no, go back, go back, yeah. Back, further back, further back, further back. Okay. This is way slow music past the parcel. Okay. Take a layer off, take a layer off, take a layer off, take a layer off. off. Rip and tear, rip and tear. If this was my kids, it would already be down to the bottom layer by now. Just saying. It's very British unwrapping. Just tear that sucker. Okay, now there should be a layer in there. Now find your layer. Now, read your letter out. Oh, yeah, you got a gift, too. Galaxy. Okay, what does it say? All oh, right. Okay. I praise you because I am wonderfully and fearfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And what does it say on the other side? That's... Th- That's the inside. This is the outside. God sees you. God knows you. And God loves you. Okay. How many of you can take your life, stop, say to someone, God sees you, God knows you, and God loves you. That's all Jesus did with Zacchaeus. Hidden in a tree, passing by, he stops, he takes a layer of inconvenience off. He takes a layer of I should be over there off. He takes a layer of what will everybody think off. He takes a layer of what are people going to say off. And he looks up and he says to Zacchaeus, Come down because I see you and I know you and I love you. If he can do that, why can't you? You have the same passing power and your life is filled with Zacchaeus's up trees. They're hiding in the office desk. They're hiding behind you. They're hiding in the school playground. And they just wonder, does anybody see me? Does anybody notice me? And in walk the church, aware of their passing power. They don't pass by, but they pass through and they stop and they pass something over that is better than a cream cracker or better than a chocolate biscuit, but something that has purpose and meaning. You know, we live in a life where nobody passes anything of meaning anymore. We've cheapened the whole thing of social interaction to a few comments and likes on social media. But when someone eyeballs you and passes a word of encouragement to you, how many of you know you feel 10 foot taller, your head lifts higher, and you feel seen? That's the passing power of your life. Okay, one more. Let's go. Okay, take a layer off, take a layer off. Oh, and she got a gift, by the way, in there. She got face packs and chocolates. So, you know, it came with presents too. Rip and tear, rip and tear. Okay, what did you get? Very slow rip and tears in this church. Some rip and tearing practice going on. can't see, so you're going to have to read it out. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. Amen. Amen. And the front says, or well, the inside says. You are stronger than you realize, as you have been built for greatness. Amen. Amen. Yes, you have, sir. You've been built for great things. And you're stronger than you realize. And the stuff you're facing right now, it's just circumstances. And God is bigger than the circumstances. And when you stand on his word, the other opinions don't matter. And God's going to hold you in the times where you feel weary. And he's going to strengthen you in the places where you feel stressed. Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. That's a word that all of us can give. And that's a word some of us would love to receive. What I'm trying to show you today is in the busyness of your life, you all have the power to pass. You all have the power to stop, to look up like Jesus did and pass something over. Now, Jesus stopped and he saw Zacchaeus and he called Zacchaeus and he said, hey, Zacchaeus, come down. And he says, Zacchaeus comes down and he reaches the spot. And then he says, immediately, I must stay at your house today. So he came down and at once welcomed him. Now watch verse 7. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. This is called pass interference. (laughs) Hello. The enemy will always get busy at the point of the pass. He will always get noisy when you're about to pass over. When you've taken the invites into your workplace and you're about to put them in the hand of a colleague, the enemy will always get busy saying, you're going to look a fool. People are going to laugh at you. Who goes to church these days? That's embarrassing. It's not cool. Don't hand the fire. Pass interference gets really noisy when you're standing up and you know you have something to say to someone, but you think, oh, is it politically correct? Shall I say it? Will someone get in trouble at work if I say, Pass interference gets in the way. How many of you have ever invited someone to an event and the night before their kid gets sick or they get a flat tire or something happens and like, I can't make it. What is it? It's past interference. Jesus is saying to Zacchaeus, come down. He comes down. Jesus is like, I'm coming to your house. Awesome. And then the crowd all pipe up. Oh, you can't do that. He's a sinner. Don't you know who he is? You can't take him to church. He's not welcome. You should not be behaving that way. And the noise of the crowd begins to get louder and louder. But you know what? Pass interference, when it's called in an NFL game, it's called because it's an illegal move. This is an illegal move. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to interfere in that way. And we need to call on the enemy. nuh illegal move. You have no power. You have no right. This person does not belong to you. Fear, you have no voice here. Faith, rise up. We have to get good at dealing with pass interference. Some people are not in church today. Because of past interference. Something that happened that just knocked them off. Something that was said that just made them question. And we need to understand if it happened with Jesus, it can happen with us. And the best way to defeat past interference is persistence. (laughs) You just go, you know what? It might be awkward, but I'm pushing through. You know what? Not everybody might like it, but I'm pushing through. Because Jesus understood what happens next. If you will pass through. If you will pass something over into someone's life, like he did Zacchaeus, what happens next is the prize because then Zacchaeus passed on. What Zacchaeus received did not stay with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus took what he had received and he passed it on into the lives of others. The first thing Zacchaeus said was, I have wronged people in this town. I'm going to go put it right. I'm going to go and ask for forgiveness. I'm going to go and pay back what I've stolen from people. In other words, Zacchaeus received the pass and now his own life becomes passing power to the lives around them. The enemy does not want it to get beyond the four walls of this building. He doesn't want it to spread into other parts of Leeds. He doesn't want the Passover to be successful because when it is, those people become themselves passing power. And Zacchaeus then went on to infect and to impact with good news and a new example and a new way of living a whole neighborhood and the beauty of that was that Jesus had to leave that neighborhood but when he left it he didn't leave it untouched he left it with passing power when he reached the woman at the well he wasn't going to stay in that town but he didn't have to Because when he sat at the well with a woman that felt unworthy and passed over to her acceptance and forgiveness, she ran from the well and passed on the same love and good report to all the people she knew. Jesus could walk off from that place in confidence that though I have to be on my way, I have left passing power where I was. Your life of mine has so much more power than you realize. When you go into that workplace, you either go in and you pass by or you pass through. You pass through and you look for the place to pass over. And you pray when past interference is scaring you down. Don't be so caught up with Christmas, with getting presents under the tree, that you forget the gift that your life is. Don't be so caught up with stuff, That you forget the gift that your journey is. Don't be so busy that you forget the power in the past. And for some of us, we have to just step aside from the need, from the demand to put the ball in the net. And say, I might not put the ball in the net today, but this pass is moving me closer. This day was not wasted because this day had passing power. You young people in your schools, with someone somewhere. Where I pass over, you know what? You're worth more than that. You know what? You are really beautiful. You just drop a compliment to the girl that never looks anybody in the eye and you say, you're so pretty. What did you just do? You just pass something over that then means your life had passing power. Some of you are going to be in really stressful meetings this week, like meetings that are like important and busy and you're going to be, and everyone's going to be stressed out. you're going to be in the meeting and out of the meeting and before you know it you're like you've sat through all these conversations but before you go in the door before you walk in the room just realize I can either pass by all these people and get my thing done or I can pass through and when I pass through I have a different mindset because now I'm like you know what I don't know when I'll see you again but I have passing power right now and I'll pass to you a bit of life and encouragement even if it's just hey mate how you doing And you have no idea that that weekend that he's just had was the weekend from hell. But the fact that you asked and didn't brush past, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. But how do you think we turn the world around? How do you think we see people come to Jesus? How do we think we transform a community? How do we think we make an impact? How do you think we become salt and light? You don't dump a big pot of salt on the plate. And go, well, I did my job. No, you sprinkle here and you sprinkle there and you sprinkle there. And we are in a season heading towards Christmas. There's never been an easier time to have passing power. Because people almost expect a conversation about Christ. They almost will put up with it because it is Christmas after all. So there should be a time right now, like never before, where we are so aware of our passing power. Your life is a gift. I don't know who this is for today, but someone in here needs to know. Your life is not a burden. You are not a pain. You are not someone that everyone puts up with. Your life is a gift. And the best way to understand that about your life is to start giving it. Don't hide it. Don't withhold it. But I don't have much. You have way more than you realize. You know what, kids? You have way more than you realize because you know truth that has set you free. That's way more than you realize. You have a community. It's way more than you realize. You have pastors that love you. It's way more than you realize. You have a group of friends that are cheering you on. It's way more than you realize. If Jesus was in town, everybody knew it. When you're in town, Does everybody know it? When you're in the office, remember you had Bob Goff last week? How many of you knew Bob was in the room? But he passed through the room instead of passing by. Father, I thank you for the church. I thank you for our leads, incredible family. And God, I pray today we would be reminded that our lives have passing power. God, help us where we've become so fixated on the goal moment that we have lost the power of the passing moment. And God, I pray we would find the joy once again in passing. Passing through on purpose. Passing over deliberately. Passing things on that help another live better. God, I pray for an outworking of this this week like never before. I pray we will get so busy inviting because we understand the power of the past. I pray we get so busy encouraging because we understand the power of the past. I pray we get so busy being generous because we understand the power of the past. Oh God, deliver us from living so small when you are so, so big.